I'm your host, Nicole Kane, and you're listening to the Home in Place podcast, where I translate theory to practice and create cross-discipline conversations about aging and the importance of place. I am so glad you're here. Today, I'm continuing my conversation with Dr. Susan Rodick, Associate Professor in the Department of Architecture at Texas A&M University and Faculty Fellow at the Center for Health Facilities and Design. You are listening to part two of my two-part discussion about the importance of access to nature for older adults. You can find part one on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or on the website homeandplacepodcast.com. In this episode, you'll hear specific recommendations for outdoor seating choices, nuances for accessible doors, and we'll talk more about the educational video series she created, which is called Access to Nature, Planning Outdoor Spaces for Aging. So I've watched them and they are really good. I've learned a lot. After we wrap up our conversation, I'll take over the mic and dig a little deeper into the assessment tool that was mentioned over the course of our interview, the SOS tool, or the Seniors Outdoor Survey, which is thought to be the only instrument on this topic with psychometric data available. Here we go. And then possibly if you're building something from scratch instead of just, you know, remodeling, your doorway itself might uh, be set back into the line of your facade, uh, and it, it might feel even more protected and enclosed with uh, maybe cushions on the furniture there, so that you're creating this whole, and maybe a piece of art hanging there or sculpture, and then when you come inside, it's almost the same thing. Um, I feel it's super important in long-term care settings, which are not private, because the big problem is how to tempt older people to go outside. If you can imagine walking down a hallway, walking down a hallway, there's just like some walls on one side and windows on the other. And then there's a door, which is just, you know, all these windows and then one of them is a door and you can go out. There's nothing that makes you pause there and linger. There's no way to stop and gaze out and think, you know, comfortably that, you know, Actually, it, it looks like it's cleared up and it's kind of looks like a beautiful day out there. It was windy or rainy this morning, but now it looks gorgeous. Look at those flowers. If you create a place which is furnished and, um, and comfortable and surrounded by windows on the inside of the building, it gives people a chance to linger. And if it is bad weather, they can be feel like they're a little bit closer to nature and the outdoors you know, than in an ordinary room. And if it's good weather, it's it's kind of a halfway place for them to stop and sit down for a minute and then say, darn it, I'm going to go out. I haven't been out in three months because since I had that pneumonia or whatever, but I am going out. And it, it sort of leads them outside. But what if they go outside and there's no place to sit and they're just standing there and the only seating area is, you know, 50 feet away. They might Smell the air, look at the sky, turn around and go back in. So outside you do the same thing. You create an outdoor room. And this time we're looking from the inside out, leading older people out to spend more time outdoors. So then they go out and they have a a comfortable place to sit and it's got an overhang and maybe there's a place a little farther away that has some interesting features. So I think we identified about seven different zones. The the middle one of the seven uh, is the doorway threshold itself, which is really important. If it's got uh, a threshold that's hard to get over with a walker or wheelchair, if the door is hard to open, um, in 
in group housing, you're always going to have a closer on an outside door, you know, to keep it closed so, I don't know, wind and whatnot doesn't get in. And those closers are often not adjusted so, uh, really, so they have just a small amount of pressure. Um, I think ADA now is maybe five pounds of pressure maximum. Even that's a lot for an older person. But when we did our big survey of, uh, we looked at about 70 facilities in different regions and very few of them met met the uh, that standard. And some of them took 13 to 15 pounds of pull pressure. Wow. And imagine being a walker or being frail. It's not only is it difficult to do, but it's dangerous because you have to use so much force to open it, you could lose your balance. Yes, yes. So anyway, that, doors are a huge problem. In fact, we wrote one paper all about the doorway, mm. problems with the doorway. It's called You Can't Get There From Here, and it's available. I think you have the uh, reference to the paper. I do, and I can I can post that on the website for my listeners. So my biggest takeaways from this it was the to be able to access the outdoors for older adults, we need to have an accessible door, something that is uh, barrier free or a very low threshold that's easy to open, safe paving, so paving that's not cracked or damaged in any way, sturdy and comfortable seating, and also a place in the shade for some temperature control. Is there anything else that you might want to add? Anything I missed? Uh, shade and sun and maybe along walkways. Mm. Uh, sure that, you know, for example, even in a private home, there often is not any seating away from the building. And if you want to encourage people to go away from the building, it's important to put seating pretty frequent intervals. Uh, every 50 feet is kind of a, a maximum distance you want to go without some way for people to sit down briefly. The seating turns out to be a huge problem in so many senior communities, uh, probably not as much of a problem in private residences, but they're often, they make seating out of concrete or steel because it's durable. But how does concrete or steel feel on your butt when it's hot or cold? Right. right. <laughs> Quite uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> It's just not, it's not warm, it's not soft. Older people tend to need more comfort, you know, seating comfort. Yeah. They certainly need a back and arms that are ergonomically designed. Um, so a wonder, a, a pretty good solution, I think, for most people. There are um, these wonderful chairs that you can find in any home center, uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever, that are made of kind of mesh, mm. like a... Often they're beige, mm-hmm. beige or tan colored, and they have uh, their legs are flared and they're lightweight. You can stack them up. Remember, for years the those white plastic chairs were kind of commonly used outdoors. Yes, um, you know that stacked. This is the next generation. They've been around for about I don't know fifteen or eighteen years, but they're commonly found everywhere. They have a lightweight cast mm-hmm. aluminum or some other metal frame, and then the part you sit on is all mesh. So if it rains, it's going to be dry in an hour. Uh, It doesn't ever get hot or cold. It's pretty comfortable on the bottom, and it usually has uh, good arms and good back. Um, To look at older people, it's important to make sure that you have one that the legs flare out enough so that when they get up and use their arms, they're not going to tip over as they get up. You know, because using the arms for support is really important. (laughs) 
This is wonderful. Uh, Dr. Rodak, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time today. And, um, and I will act, I will put in a links to your website, Access to Nature, and also the DVDs and the other information that we talked about today. I, I really very much appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And uh, I want to mention that we're having a spring sale on the DVDs. We want to get them out to more people who are interested. So we're going to be doing very deep discount on them this spring. Um, if you want to post that on your website, um, just have them use the, um, uh, let's see, I don't have, I haven't created the code yet, but they can go ahead and order them for a really super good discount. Uh, let's see, they could put your, your last, which is your, does your blog have a particular name to yes, it? Yes, it's home, home, and home and Place. Okay. How about just Home and Place? If they use your blog name Perfect. and order it, we'll set up a code for um, your listeners who are interested in, in the, getting the DVDs so they can design more parts of the indoors and outdoors for older people. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. So if we go to accesstonature.org and order the three DVD set and put in the code home and place, you'll be able to get a discount for the, the DVDs. Yes. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I think what you're doing is really fascinating. I applaud you taking it out directly to people who are interested. And uh, I'll be happy to help with anything else if I can. And uh Good, uh, you know, wish good things for your listeners who want to do, want to improve the environment for older people. Oh, it's a noble cause. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, that wraps up my interview with Dr. Susan Rodick from Texas A&M University. Thank you so much, Dr. Rodick. Now I'm going to take over the mic and dig a little deeper into the SOS tool, the Seniors Outdoor Survey. This is an easy-to-use assessment to clearly understand how your senior facility is enabling, or not enabling, residents to access nature. All right, guys, let's get into the SOS tool. First of all, where do you find it? I am going to link to this tool on my website, homeandplacepodcast.com, under this mini episode page, but also you can find it on accesstonature.org. This is a fantastic resource, and you are going to find it under the free resources link. It has an English version, an Italian version, a Chinese version, and a Japanese version of this tool. And when you pull it up, it'll be an Excel spreadsheet. And for me, I don't have the office suite, so I don't have Word and Excel, but I do have Google Docs. So I was able to open it with my Google Docs as well. So heads up for people who have that, but it's an interactive form. And so what you can do is you can type in your answers to this survey and it'll be able to spit you out an answer. So it's really great. It's it's designed for anyone to be able to use. You don't need to be a landscape architect to be able to use this. I am not a landscape architect and I was able to use this. This tool is designed for senior facilities. So it's perfect for someone who is um, in charge of any sort of aspect of a senior facility, a um, senior center, a care facility, so a nursing home, assisted living facility, and also like a PACE center or an adult day center. Really fantastic for assessing the outdoor spaces in these communities where seniors are either living or visiting often. So what you're gonna do, I'm gonna get my, my tool here and I've printed it out. And so what you're doing is looking at each 
category. So the first one is just general access to nature, and then it's outdoor comfort and safety. Then we have walking and outdoor activities, indoor-outdoor connection, connection to the world, and that's is it. And you are rating it from a score from one to seven, one being not so great, seven being really great. And then from that, you'll be able to get an overall, really kind of a top-down view of how your facility is enabling or not enabling people to be able to access nature. Okay, so why is this important? So if you were able to listen to my previous episode with Dr. Susan Ruddock, um, you'll have known some of the uh, the really important aspects of being able to access nature, not only for older adults, but, but really for everyone. Um, but today we're speaking about older adults. So the important aspects of being able to access nature, it reduces pain. This was one that just kept coming back to me as, as this wonderful, delightful surprise. So not only does being outside reduce people's reported pain level. So they're saying I'm not in as much pain as I was an hour ago when I was sitting in my room, but also it's reducing their observable pain, which means they're not asking for as many pain medications just by being able to get outside. Wonderful. Not only, and so it increases also socialization being outside, you're going to be able to interact with people more easily. Um, and also being outside, sitting in the sunshine for even a minimal amount of time. So sitting outside in the sunshine for an hour is akin to exercise for older adults. I, let's just let that sink in for a moment because that is fantastic. So it is important to get people outside. Socialization, health, well-being, um, community and developing this community as well. Because if you're stuck in your room or if you're in the TV room all day, you're not developing this community. So how do we get people outside? So this tool, the Seniors Outdoor Survey tool, the SOS tool, give can give facilities a, a nice broad view of are they really enabling adults to get outside? Is, is the surface level outside and inside? Do they have places for people to sit outside that are comfortable, that are in the shade? Um, is there a heat lamp if it's too cold outside? Are there umbrellas when it's really sunny outside? Is it warm and welcoming and inviting? So some of the, the main factors are a door. <laughs> let's, let's start at the beginning. There needs to be a door that people can open themselves. So whether that's a motion sensor door, so they just walk up and it opens kind of like the grocery store, or is it something that you push a button and they're able to open? Is... Um, does it have a lever door handle and are they able to open the door, keep it open and walk outside while using some sort of mobility device? So are they using a standard walker? And we know how clunky those can be, especially over thresholds or any sort of rough terrain. Are they using a four wheeled walker, the one with the seats and the brake, which are a little easier to manage when it's a little rocky? Are they using a cane? Are they in a wheelchair? Are they pushing someone in a wheelchair? Can anyone using a mobility device be able to open the door that gets to the outdoor communal area in your facility? So those are things to think about. Also, another factor that really encourages people to get outside is the ability to see the outside before they go. So that door that hopefully is accessible, hopefully someone can navigate it on their own, but is it glass? Can they see through it? Because we know that being able to preview the outside before actually going out can encourage people to go outside. So I, so considering that too, so if you're thinking, okay, I need to redo this door, it's not really accessible, people can't open it themselves, when you redo it, maybe think about a glass door. Um, and this, I think, is wonderful because it translates to the home environment as well. So at home, 
thinking about a screen door on your front or a storm door, a glass storm door. So something that being able to preview the outside can encourage people to go outside more. Um, I think I, I kind of think of it like chocolate in my pantry. If I can see the chocolate, I am much more likely to eat the chocolate. But if I can't see the chocolate, if it's up and in the corner, I'm less likely to eat the chocolate. But I do know it's there. I digress. Okay, back to the survey tool. So I actually tried to do this survey tool on my own house. Um, I am not, I do not run a senior care facility. And I wasn't about to go wandering around a senior care facility and assessing their outdoor spaces without permission. So I did it on my own house. And I wanted, I was kind of curious to see if this could translate to a house. Um, spoiler, it doesn't. It doesn't really translate very well. Um, but I wanted to read over some of the parts that do. So overall access to nature, that was the, the section, which is the very first section that you come to. That was the section where um, it could translate to the 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 home environment quite easily. And I'm going to read a couple of them to you. So does this area include a view of substantial quality of healthy green plants? So when you are outside or when you're looking outside through the, the, your preview glass door, can you see beautiful, healthy plants? Um, a diverse mix of trees, vines, flowers, and shrubs in season. Would residents see an abundance of colors such as flowers or bright foliage? Can residents in wheelchairs touch or smell attractive plants at, hot, at hand or eye level? Does seating have pleasant views? And are there boundaries, particularly screened by plants? So boundaries, that would be um, a parking lot. Can, is the, the parking lot screened from view? So you have this nice setting. Um, can residents see, hear, or interact with water, such as fountains, ponds, bird baths? Do any features have movement, like wind chimes, waving banners, spraying fountains, grasses moving in a breeze? Does this area provide amenities for pets? or to attract wildlife, such as squirrels, birds, and butterflies? Does it have view of domestic or farm animals, such as rabbits, chickens, grazing cows, or horses? Is the garden overall fairly quiet and free from obnoxious noises? And does it have privacy from nearby residents' rooms and at least one or more private outdoor spaces to sit? So it was kind of entertaining when I was thinking about our own house in this because we have a, a young child, and so much of our outdoor spaces, uh, they're full of obnoxious noises and but it is very appropriate for our <laughs> for our neighborhood in our setting so i just thought those were kind of funny thought, oh, our our neighborhood doesn't allow chickens so no grazing cows or horses in our backyard either so it was kind of entertaining for me to go through our our settings and there are many many more questions and i definitely encourage you to check it out so i'm i'm going to have a link on my website of not only the senior actor survey tool where you can go and actually input your numbers and take this. So take that, print it out or access it on your web, your work computer and take the quiz and see how you guys see how your facility is doing. I just think it would be so fascinating. And if you want to let me know your scores, I would love to hear. I would love to hear and talk about ideas. So if you wanted to bounce some ideas around with me, please reach out to me through my website at homeandplacepodcast.com. And you can email me through there or reach out to me through social media. I'm on Instagram at homeandplace and also Facebook at homeandplace. Um, but I am also going to link up to, there was a wonderful journal article, and that's actually how I found it first, was this um, journal article, the Senior Outdoor Survey Tool, and it's called A Proposed Waiting and Scoring Framework to Access Outdoor Environments in Resi Residential Care Facilities or Settings. So I'm going to link to that as well. One other note I do want to mention is that this tool is designed 
not it is not for an Alzheimer's garden. So this is a completely different. There is a tool for that, and it's called the Alzheimer's Garden Audit Tool by Claire Cooper Marcus, um, who, by the way, what wrote one of my all-time favorite books, House as a Mirror of Self. But her tool, so Alzheimer's Garden Audit, Audit Tool, the A-G-A-T. I'm going to link to that as well. So there's an entirely different tool if you are looking at outdoor environments for people with dementia or Alzheimer's disease. So the Seniors Outdoor Survey Tool, the SOS tool, is for people without cognitive impairment. So that's an important distinction. So I'm going to link all of this on the website, um, Home and Place podcast for this mini episode. And if you take the tool, if you take it, I would love, love, love to hear your results. And if you ever want to bounce ideas around with me, I am all for that. So if you like this episode, please share. And you can visit me on social media at Home and Place. And... Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Home and Place Podcast. You can find links to the items we discussed on the website, homeandplacepodcast.com. If you're interested in watching the DVD educational video series, Access to Nature, Planning Outdoor Spaces for Aging, head over to the website, accesstonature.org, and use the discount code HOMEANDPLACE. I am pretty excited to have a discount code named for the show. Subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. While you're there, please rate and review the show. This really does help more people find the podcast. If you have show ideas, I would love to hear them. Reach out on my website or social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Home and Place. I'm your host, Nicole Kane. I'm the owner of Home and Place Project, Rethinking the Built Environment. With a background in occupational therapy, environmental gerontology, and training as a certified aging in place specialist, I help homeowners, researchers, and businesses go beyond ADA to create beautiful and inclusive environments. My work is based in solid research and guided by a deep appreciation for the power of place and importance of personal choice. To connect, collaborate, or just find out more about me and my work, visit my website, homeandplaceproject.com. Special thanks to the Audio Information Network of Colorado for broadcasting this episode to their radio listeners. Learn more about them, aincolorado.org. And finally, a special thank you to Delia Potts of Northfield, Minnesota for composing and performing this original music. Take us home, Delia.